0: It's been six years of podcasting, and without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to bring these podcasts to you, so I want to thank today's sponsors. And first off, we have the Pretentious Pickle Company of 190 Water Street in Plymouth. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to get down there, uh, go down and check out what they make. They have everything pickled you can imagine, from uh, pickled beets, to carrots, to mushrooms, to onions, to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. They even have pickled um, uh, or pickled flavor cotton candy, I should say. They make it fresh there every day, and you can go in there and check out what they have to offer. And if you're not in the Plymouth area, you can go to pretentiouspickle.com and check out what they have to offer there as well, and they will ship it out to you. Their stuff is delicious. You should check it out. And uh, they are big fans of ours, and we are big fans of theirs. So thank you to the Pretentious Pickle Company for sponsoring today's episode. And our second sponsor today is Moonrise Cinemas. Moonrise Cinemas is a new drive in in Plymouth, uh, right on the Plymouth Kingston line. They're located at 428 Court Street in Plymouth, Mass. And they offer a great selection of movies. You can go, it's very family friendly. Um, I went and checked out the Goonies there. They've had Marvel movies, a wide variety of stuff, and they're really starting to expand. They have had uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show this coming year. They're doing music on Thursday nights. On Wednesdays, they are going to be 420-friendly events. So make sure you check out what they have to offer, uh, moonrisecinemas.com. It's a great venue. They have a beer garden. They have uh, their own food. Their food's phenomenal. And they're bringing back their French toast, which I'm very excited about. Uh, So make sure you check out what they have to offer, MoonriseCinemas.com. And if you use code INEBRIART when purchasing tickets, you'll get 10% off. So make sure you go to MoonriseCinemas.com to get your tickets for movies, concerts, and more. And use code INEBRIART for 10% off on your purchase. And now let's jump right into the podcast. all right welcome back and i uh let me try that again welcome back and you be right uh this is andy of the inebri right podcast as always and today i am joined by uh ivan dorshak did i get that That's right it. oh all right Um uh, from men without hats i uh, welcome to the show man hey how's it going oh not too bad um so you uh have been playing music for obviously quite a long time uh I remember growing up watching you guys on, you know, MTV back in the the heyday of MTV, um, and it's been one of those things that I've seen a lot of new musicians on this talking about having to release instead of an album, songs kind of like all the time, like every six weeks or so. Like, have you have you seen the industry change in a good way or bad way? Like, what like what are the good things that about? the industry now to back in the day.
1: It's changed. Like it's absolutely changed. That's for sure. Um, it's, it's actually put music in the hands of more people. I think mm-hmm. Techno- technology, which is a good thing because I've often viewed musicians, professional musicians as hoarders. And. Uh, oh, okay. I could see that, I suppose, you know? And so what technology does is, you know, if you've got a computer or whatever, you can make music or your phone or anything you know or learn it you can use a i have uh kids who i mean who who are very proficient piano players who learned off youtube you know so uh it's uh it's a new world the whole the whole thing, but it's always changing i mean when we put out our records in the eighties, technology was changing then too we, we you know computers were just starting to come in and you know there was there was all kinds of new things happening cds were just starting to come in
0: yeah yeah uh, i was uh buying cds for my son one christmas and realized that he didn't have a way to play them and it was just (laughs) it's so weird that's it Uh, so as a musician like when you're when you're coming up with new music do you tend to Work from lyrics first, or you know, do you come up with a riff? Like, what what's your kind of writing process like?
1: It varies. It's yeah. uh, it's usually uh, I'll come up with the idea, like a like you know, like like pop goes the world or something like that, and then I'll sort of build around it. So I would say, you know, it, it's lyrically. Then sometimes I come up with a riff, which inspires a lyric. You know, mm-hmm. which kind of it the sounds or whatever. But, so it's, it's, it's all, it, there's, there's, there's different techniques. I mean, there's different ways that I, to, I go around it. I usually, I, what I usually, when I'm composing, I usually watershed. Like I sit around, do nothing for three, four years, and then write 25 songs in, in a week, you know, and then I'm doing nothing for another three, four years. Uh, this re- This record was a bit different because this record was inspired by our fans asking for new music continuously. Yeah. And so uh, what we did is we uh, started off making a solo piano voice record where I was going to reimagine some songs from my catalog, from the Men Without Hats catalog, and, and redo some, some cover songs that I had, you know, influenced me when I was growing up and, and listening to music. And it's when we, we recorded this song by the, a Canadian band called The Tragically Hip. And I recorded, I recorded it, piano voice, just piano and voice. And I got really curious after listening to it. I wonder what it would sound like with a full men without hats treatment, you know, with mm-hmm. a full band. And so we did it. We went back in a studio and recorded it with a full band. And we, I really liked what the result was and it kind of pointed the project into a new direction. And we sort of decided that it, it had to be a full men without hats band. We couldn't do his solo piano stuff and uh and so we started working on a, and we started working on the covers, you know, doing the covers up. And then we started writing, just being in the studio working and, you know, it always is, inspires me. And I always, I always tend to come up with one or two new things in the studio and that's what happened this time. We started writing, I started writing some new songs and then we started going back into the vault and I just started going back and I got songs. I, I found some old demos that, you know, from the, safety dance era and I found mm-hmm. some old demos from the pop goes the world era and from the sideways era and so we just started we just used those two and uh, and then there was a whole bunch of songs that I'd written in the back of the tour bus for the last 10 years that we've been on tour since I put the band back together so we had a lot of stuff but it was it was not my usual way of writing an album it's the first time I've ever done this so it's kind of like a the songwriting spans almost 40 years and it's like a a retrospective or uh, best of songs that never were, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's were kind there
0: of... songs that you had written, you know, back in the day that you didn't particularly care for that now you looked in a different light or had a new twist to them?
1: Yeah, it was, it was the songs. Well, there was one song, it was, the last song on the album on, on the part two is called uh, where the wild go. And that was a song that didn't make it on pop goes the world and uh i'd always that, that was the song it was kind of like i always wished i would have put it on pop goes the world but it just for some reason didn't didn't make the cut and uh most but i would have to say most of the songs we kept pretty much the way they were you know they were yeah they were uh we added some lyrics there were some unfinished lyrics but uh as far as like you know not liking them back then i don't no i don't think so i don't i don't think that was a reason There was it was just there's always other people involved in making the choices when you know. You,
0: yeah, you can only you, have so many out, you know, songs on a on a t-
1: cassette tape. Or <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. These, day, these days, it's okay. We will put, up, you know, put out uh, albums with fifty-two songs on them. It doesn't matter. But yeah, back um, then. So you
0: said some of the songs that you wanted to cover were songs that influenced you. Like, what are some of those songs, and who are the bands?
1: Well, the, so we put out the part one in September. We in September of last year, we put out a we put out a. Uh, Again, part one EP with uh, four songs, one by the Tragically Hip. The songs that really that I grew up with was we did uh, All the Young Dudes, mm-hmm. Mata Hoopo. We did uh, 2000 Light Years From Home by the Rolling Stones. And we did uh, Satellite of Love by Lou Reed. But uh, that's it. I mean, I was, I was fortunate to grow up in the probably the best era to be a teenager, which was the 70s. And uh, you know, for a lot of reasons, more than music, and uh, and also the end of the, I mean, the end of the seventies was a blast. Also, so it was, um, it was a good, good, good times. Good times for music. I mean, a lot of, lot of uh, sort of classic genres were kind of crafted in the seventies. So there's a lot in, you know, a lot of new music. Fusion was new. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal, heavy metal was new. Disco, sure. was
0: new.
1: yeah. There was like tons, tons of new kinds of for, you know, forms of music and, and so it was uh, exciting times and then new wave punk new wave at the end of the 70s and, uh, and then, that was great
0: Awesome. I, I was uh, checking out an article online the other day that said that the songs we hear kind of like 13 to 17 are always like the most influential to us and kind of like really sort of lend themselves to who you know, we are as people. Do you find that those are that's true? Do you, you know, are they kind oh, of, yeah. are you the kind of person where you're like, oh, I don't like today's music or, or are you more open to kind of
1: everything? Well, I listen to it. I mean, I listen to it. I don't go, I don't go and out and uh, hunt it down, but no, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I listen to it. I'm open to it. I'm definitely open to it. Um, I'm a, I'm a sort of a digital crate digger. You know, I like to go and rummage around and, and explore and dig online and find, find records that I missed when, when I was growing up. That's what I like to do. And, and sometimes, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's it's exhilarating to find this new music, you know, that you've never heard before, you know, 50 year old music that you've never, ever heard. It also makes me kind of sad sometimes to see how many people put so much into, into music and they put their lives and their families and their love and their, mortgage and their everything into these records that not too many people ever heard you know I mean, it's kind of like uh kind of like professional hockey or something like that for every guy that makes it there's a million that don't right and yeah. so that's kind of kind of what music is so i mean it's I, I i just all this to say that i feel truly blessed you know to be able to be sitting here talking to you because there's uh there's a lot of guys that didn't make it you know even like physically
0: so. yeah you know it's it, you you said crate digger and it like threw me back to uh, i used to go i went to art school up in um, beverly mass and we used to drive into salem cuz they had all the used record stores and the used cd stores and there was something like exhilarating like you said when you'd dig through and you'd find you know a band you'd never heard of with a cool album like you know uh, cover or cool cover yeah yeah or something that you didn't know you know solo project or and it just I, I, I keep saying this and I've said it a ton of times it, it just feels different nowadays. And I feel old saying that, but yeah, you know, it seems almost harder to find new music. Yeah. You know,
1: well, rock, ro- I, I think rock and roll is a, is a dying art. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the, probably one of the last of the, you know, the old school big budget, throwing tvs out of the window <laughs> rock and roll school you know things yeah. are a lot more things are a lot more calculated these days like it's a it's more of a career choice than a than a passion in a lot of cases you know like uh so i don't know but that's life you know things are always changing i mean like we think of today's music the same as the people 10 years older than us sure, think, of yeah. punk, think of punk rock you know like imagine what
0: but yeah. it it seems like there's a lot, um, uh, there's a lot more of uh, business driven. Like yeah. from the it's, from uh, the musician standpoint,
1: yeah. It's also the physicality. It's not. It's you can't touch it anymore. You see, all your music's in a cloud. I mean, yeah. big part of my growing up listening to music was was zoning out on the cover. You know, just reading the lyrics, and and just zoning completely zoning out. You know, so
0: to this day, one of my favorite. Um,
1: Hello? Cu- yeah, I oh, can hear sorry. you. Yeah, sorry. You, you froze uh, did... our song. Sorry. But that was that. it, you know, part, yeah. big part, big part, like I was saying, big part of the, you know, was holding this giant cover, piece of art in your hand mm-hmm. and, and reading the lyrics and it was just like, it was like reading a book. You're just like, your mind would just go and you just, I mean, just sit there gazing at this album cover. So now it's all in the cloud and, you know, you're sort of listening to it on your phone and, and your music comes, bundled with your cable tv and your and your whatever else you know yeah and your internet and uh it's it's not there's no record stores anymore there's but whatever that's just life goes on you know it's just a different uh a different thing now but like i said it's uh who knows It might even come back we might get a generation of new ludites who uh well
0: i there there is like a a definite love for vinyl like there are still people putting out vinyl um oh yeah it, so back in the day some of my favorite album covers were uh jethro tull like uh stand up and was it thick as a brick that was like the newspaper yeah uh do you have particular album covers that like really resonate and kind of
1: stick in your mind like king crimson according yep. king crimson king that was a big album in my youth i actually painted the cover like a Bit of an artist, and I, I painted that as a, as a teenager. I made a painting of that, that cover, so it's it's stamped in my mind. Yeah. Do you still so, paint? The, no, I don't. I do. Yeah. I do. You know, a bit of folk art, but yeah, uh, not much, not much. Genesis covers, the early Genesis covers, Foxtrot, and and Nursery uh, Crime, just that type of things. So those those mostly prog rock. I was a big prog rock yeah. guy, and then disco happened i was a front and center for that and uh, <laughs> then new wave new wave for me was a combination of prog rock and disco it was electronic music with a dance beat and so yeah. i was uh, that's what i brought to the table anyway nice
0: um so are you guys looking to get back out in the road i'm not sure how it, it, it's such like a crap shoot now with the pandemic yeah. and how things are going but
1: we've got we've got a tour book this is the 40th anniversary of of the rhythm of youth album with safety dance so we've got oh. uh we've got a tour planned. We're, we're starting in may in the uk we've got we've got two weeks in the uk two weeks in in europe and germany and uh we're on a lost 80s tour this summer in the with um with the english beat and uh flock of seagulls and wang chung oh wow and then, uh, yeah so it's uh it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, you know, that is if, if, if everything lifts, but that's it's it's been opening up. I mean, we actually, we, we started playing last year. We started playing at the, at the end of last year, we did the uh, summer fest in Wisconsin and, and stuff like that. And uh, so I think we're, I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's a go for this summer. I think people are, are ready, ready to party.
0: Yeah. It's so funny to see like, these throwback tours with like uh you know like poison and motley crew and like all the bands that i grew up you know playing the the bigger venues that they couldn't play before cuz they didn't have the following and and you know it still throws me cuz every once in a while i'll put on the radio and it'll be like the oldie station and they'll be playing nirvana and i'll be like oh my god like <laughs> was it that yeah, annoying that- to my parents too like it's just so like it's not old it's not that old uh, yeah.
1: I, I, it happens to everybody. I remember watching, you know, PBS when I was a teenager and watching these, you know, these, these tours of fifties of stars, like, you know, the platters and chubby yeah. checker and all this, I'm going, Ooh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: so long ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I mean, it's just life, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. life. So
0: how, how does touring change from the days of, you know, hurling TVs out?
1: hotel windows to to now like is it uh, the biggest change for me i'd always i keep saying is the hotel keys i just like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i have well, it's just like so I'm, like every you know once or twice they don't work or you forget what room you're in or whatever anyway no the tours are what's what's different now is that i got my fa- the original fans are there and they're bringing their kids yeah and and sometimes their grandkids so uh it's it's a blast i'm so blessed to be like have been able to you know to to, to pierce through the generational barriers of, of music and uh and that people can still like you know this still shows like like glee for example that just brought us such a huge amount of new listeners and and you know i mean that's besides the simpsons and stuff like all the pop culture stuff that was was there all the the cartoons and whatnot but um no it's 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 great reference After going around simpson uh, that a fact, musical artifact
0: oh sorry i think we uh, had a little hiccup yeah, there in something. our connection yeah. all right um how how weird is it that like when you're referencing something like the simpsons is that like does someone call you up and be like hey did you see the simpsons or like how does that come to be did you get an advance notice
1: yeah, we get they, they 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 we know it's coming, but uh it's always a blast when when somebody calls you and say, Hey, I saw you on the Simpsons last night. So it's uh it's great. My favorite is still Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Where they, where they, they say, Who does this guy I think he is? Michael Jackson <laughs> keeps saying he can dance, but he can't dance. <laughs> I was that's that that's right up there.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Um so do you after this tour you guys looking to to write more like you said usually take some some years off or are you kind of yeah like no
1: what happened this juices? time yeah yeah no we feel the juice this time because it really definitely lit a lit a fire under us we we can't wait to get back in the studio now and uh, put out part three it's uh we we recorded a lot more stuff than we've and we released anyway this time uh, we, we 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 got so we got a bunch of stuff in the can and we're just going to go and and pump out some more stuff it's uh you know the singles uh, market that the business has turned into is you know it can be a good thing too you know it's uh it's uh gives people the option so we're all for that do you do you
0: is there pressure for you to do like the social media end of it or do you have someone else that does that
1: and how do you how do you yeah no deal i have people with all work- that? I, I have people working that there's people who know how that works more than i do it's like uh but that's, you know, that's just part of the, uh, part of the game. It's, it's part of the evolution, you know, in my day it was videos, you know, like, Hey dude, you got to, we got to stop the tour for a week now because you got to, you got to fly to England and do a video. What? You know? Mm-hmm. And okay, I'll do it. You know? And, and that was, that was that back then, you know? So it's, it's every, you know, every generation has their, 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 their new sort of way of getting their message across. And, uh, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, when I think one of the reasons that we can still go out there and do our, our thing though, is because when I turn on the radio, I hear a lot of 80s influence in the music. You know, I hear a lot of big drum sounds and samples and synthesizers and all kinds of stuff, you know, it reminds me of, of, of the eighties, you know, like guy, you know, guy like the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's like it's awesome. You know, I listen to, it's it's great you know
0: yeah it's one of those like kind of cyclical I things wish like I wish
1: mm-hmm. no it's great it's it's awesome it's it's like i say it's, it's it's one of the things that's that's let us you know keep stay out there and keep keep touring and keep playing people are people like do we do you find it hard to have to adapt your music to the, you know, to today and whatever, and I come up with new things or, you know, fit in with what's going on. I go, no, I I don't, not really because I turn on the radio and I, well, I hear is people adapting to me, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, not that hard.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, music's so cyclical. It's like, I remember, you know, when I was in high school, it was the grunge move and, you know, everyone was like getting back into like Neil Young and Zeppelin and, Mm And now I hear bands like, um, you know, foster the people and 21 pilots and they sound like they're right out of the eighties. I mean, that's, it's, do you, do you ever envision like a a crossover tour where it's not, you know, kind of a lost eighties, but some of the eighties act and some current. Yeah,
1: no, we, we would, we do, we did, uh, we would definitely, we're, we're looking at that right now, actually. We're looking at, uh, hooking up with, uh, and, and going out there and doing the sort of the the 80s thing the 80s thing is i mean it's you know it's it's fun it's it's there's uh there's a big big market for it now because of all the you know the demographic all these people their their kids have left home and mm-hmm. they got a lot of you know they got extra cash and time on their hands and you know the people are some people are looking at the you know early you know, yeah. show to show and you know 55 year old hat heads so um it's uh yeah it's uh it's cool awesome
0: uh so for the for the new albums do you spend as much time on the album art where it's not quite as a big deal anymore is it still an important
1: factor to you or yeah you know anyway our artwork has always been we've always used the logo type of thing anyway yeah. so it's like these days you just got to make sure you can see it like the size of like a quarter of a poster stamp. postage sound so it's right. like <laughs> make sure you can tell so what we use the, the logo use does pretty good because you can you can shrink it down pretty far and you can still see what it, see is, what it so. is
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's okay awesome. but that's one of, that's one of the arts that that's one of the things that that's lost to it the, the old school was the with you know like gatefold and folding i remember albums i had some albums that it was like eight folds and the thing mm-hmm. you got to spread it out on the floor you know to to, to, to read it you know it was like and those things are lost, but that's just, that's just, what it, is. That's just yeah. what it is. Like I say, things, nothing's written in stone. These things could come back. You it's know, and it,
0: I, I've always been a huge fan of um, the concert posters, the 11 by 17, you know, uh, Kozik and Coop and all these amazing artists that did stuff. And I still see bands doing it. I was at a local show oh, yeah. and uh, they had one. So I, I grabbed it cause it was phenomenal, but um yeah, so I I still think art and music will always be hand in hand in in some yeah. some level. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And I have friends who put on a festival in Montreal called uh, Oshiaga. Mm-hmm. and uh, the they have an art like a director, a guy a friend of mine, Pat Hamu, who who makes these awesome posters. Like every year, he's got just like and he does he does other posters too. But every year, they have just the most brilliant, you know, like these '60s and '70s style, you know, in you know influence posters it's just great it's great it's awesome
0: yeah uh where can our listeners go online to find you or find the albums and you know all that pretty much
1: everywhere it's every it's, it's on all the platforms it's on all the it's on all the spotify's and youtubes and and you can go to our our website safetydance.com to pick up physical copies and uh other kinds of merch and um amazon it's all it, it's like okay. wherever good music is sold
0: do you guys put it out on vinyl
1: we're going to look at vinyl this time we haven't put out vinyl we're going to uh this time though i mean i'm being uh i have friends in a band called void and they put out vinyl all the time and they just uh, it's so awesome like they're you know colored vinyl double albums and shit It's great
0: yeah I, I i see more people buying vinyl than cds it just seems like you know Oh, yeah. still still love that um but i want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us man this is great well, my pleasure and, and um we wish you the best of luck on tour and feel free to let us know if you have anything else you want to come on and talk about and uh thank you so much and uh for our listeners we thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys again next week and thanks for checking out the show today listeners uh if you enjoyed the content today you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show you can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at Anebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk, Podcast, Old Colony Cast, inebriart, and all the other shows on the inebriart network, which you can find at Anebriart.com. So thanks again for listening.